Welcome back to another episode of the Project Warman podcast with me, Connor Warman. My guest today is Dave Kalina. Dave is someone who has become a very close friend of mine. He's the founder of O2. He's a member of CrossFit Roots, and he is on the board of directors for the Big Fish Foundation. He teaches a class at CU. The guy kind of does a little bit of it all. We did a part one episode, which I screwed up. Um, the recorder ran out of memory, which is the first time that's ever happened. Um, but we come back for part two and we pick up where we left off, talk about some other stuff and some things that have happened with Dave in his life since then. And I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you all do as well. And I hope you're able to take something from it. Thank you all for listening. And now without further ado, let's get on with the show. What's up, Dave? What's up, Connor? How's it going? Good, man. How you good. We're back for part two after the That's last, right. That's the, right. the last one. The uh, sequel. The sequel. Most sequels suck. This, I think this I, will be better. I think I think it will be better. Yeah. It's going to be like Top Gun Two. Yeah, Top Gun Two is great. Did you watch it? Yeah, did you? I did. I watched it when I was stuck on the tarmac for six hours. Oh, he did. He told me to that. Get yeah, to yeah, yeah. Ohio from Colorado during That's that hilarious. blizzard That's hilarious, experience but that, before the holiday. I don't have the patience for that. I mean. I got, you know, I got two movies. You had no in. choice, but like, <laughs> right. <laughs> didn't have any choice. So, right. All right, I watched a couple movies. That was one where people had to be very nervous about the sequel being terrible. Oh, I'm sure. Because yeah, it was like I'm an sure. iconic movie. I'm sure. And you're I like, thought, don't mess it up. I know, just like our first podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, people. This won't be terrible. Hopefully not. Um, so, let's see what's happened. Uh, your Ohio State Buckeyes lost a heartbreaker. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> That was a heartbreak. That was the national championship game. It, it really was. It really was. And and I think that if <laughs> if the TCU and Georgia game showed us anything, yeah, it was oh Ohio State was actually a lot better. Yeah, you know than we all thought after that yeah. Michigan loss. So that that even though it sucked to lose that game, it felt mm-hmm. pretty good to watch that game. Up yeah, until the last minute. Yeah, I like the national championship too. Like I like following it and watching mm-hmm. it, no matter who's playing. But I remember coaching at Roots that night, mm-hmm. and someone was talking about it. And by the time I got home, it was like thirty-five to nothing. Right, I was right. like, With great, DC, yeah, awesome. Yeah, that wasn't like, a national. Championship I was looking forward game. to watching a little, a little I, football. I didn't follow uh, TCU season. I, I, I don't really follow much sports outside of Ohio State football. Yeah. Um, so I figured I was like, hey, if if mm-hmm. they made it to the national championship and they beat Michigan, they must be pretty good. But what I inferred from that, you know, disaster that was the national championship was either Michigan really sucks and their beating Ohio State was a total fluke. Uh Um, And I think that's probably the case. (laughs) Or, you know, TCU's season must have been just a a layup. Yeah. You know. Um, Or Georgia's just that good. I don't know, man. I mean, I I thought that Georgia's very good. Ultimately, they beat Ohio State. Mm -hmm. But in that game, Ohio State won, Mm -hmm. you know, were it not for some some pretty nasty penalties. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that Georgia was good, but not that good, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think TCU must have been just really bad. Yeah. Michigan sucks. (laughs) Yeah. All eyes on Georgia next year, though. No one's three-peated in a long time in college football. I didn't, I, I didn't know anyone had three-peated. I think it was like the 50s or Is 60s right? or something. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a different, totally different game that they were playing, I'm, actually. I'm, I'm interested in how OSU's football team shapes up because the, uh, the head coach, Ryan Day, yeah. he's faced a lot of criticism, especially two consecutive losses mm-hmm. um, to Michigan. And 
the last time we played Michigan, it was a total disaster. You know, his play calling sucked. Two years ago. Both times. Yeah. You know, particularly this, this recent time, it was terrible. Yeah. And his play calling sucked. And the team's performance was not good. But, you know, he called the plays in the Georgia game, and he rocked it. Mm. But what's interesting is he has now officially given up play-calling responsibilities. Oh, okay. So he's not calling, calling the plays anymore, um, which I think will be good overall. But I also was like, well, he wasn't, it wasn't that bad, mm-hmm. you know, at least not against Georgia. Yeah. Well, there's one easy solution to this problem. Bring Urban Meyer back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> like as the man. Yeah. He's he's pretty good at, at coaching football. I don't know if I'd say he's a man. <laughs> yeah, like in, in life. Or, yeah. might, might, be might be a little off. Yeah, might be a little off. He also uh, had what some, do I know? I, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not. There's always two sides to every story. Yeah. Um, he also am, had some great situations. Like he had Tim Tebow at Florida, mm-hmm. easy layup, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then Ohio State. Like they're always. There. I was really happy to see him come to OSU, man. I really was, and I was mm-hmm. bummed to see him leave, particularly in light of the circumstances. Um, you know, I. He, he wrote a book that I really enjoyed. Uh, it was called Above the Line. Okay, I did not know that. And Urban's coaching philosophy is very similar um, to Bill Walsh's coaching philosophy, Bill Walsh of the uh, 49ers, uh, which is very similar to, like, my own coaching or, or mm-hmm. you know, CEO philosophy, mm-hmm. which is, look, you focus on the details, you execute the hell out of the small stuff, focus on what you can control, build a winning culture around focusing what you can control and the rest will take care of itself. Hmm. And I think that Urban, Urban, Urban did that. Writing? Yeah. Urban did that at Ohio State. I think he did that at Florida. I heard he did not do that Jacksonville. at Jacksonville. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I don't know so either. That was, that was a bit of a disappointment. Um, and I think he got canned from OSU or maybe it was from Jacksonville because he was dancing with some, you know, college chick at, at his own at bar. His own bar. Like, I have to think, man, like, were you on drugs? Yeah. Like, I mean, he knew somebody was going to see you. Well, that you know? was the time he didn't fly home with the team right. or something, right. like something right. wild. Right. So who knows? With that amount of pressure, you know, I feel bad for, for saying that Urban's moral compass maybe isn't, isn't perfectly straight. It's probably not, but none, none of ours yeah, is, yeah. right? Um, for sure. But you don't know what somebody's going through with that amount of pressure on them. Yeah, you know, and for I, sure. I get how... Yeah. Like, I don't endorse, but I understand how, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. get drunk at your own bar and you think you're the shit and you start <laughs> dancing with some college chick, you know? I, I guess yeah. I understand it. Yeah. It's a nice little relief, but. Yeah. Well, last college football thing before we dive in. Yep. We got some life in Boulder now. We do. We got time. <laughs> that. It's going to be awesome, hopefully. I'm telling you, man, I, 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 was, I was telling you earlier before we started, I started teaching a entrepreneurship class at yep. CU Boulder um, to a group of about 55 undergrads and it's just awesome class mm-hmm. it's just a lot of fun uh, one night a week and it's it's a great outlet for me um, to do non-work stuff that's still related to work you know? yeah and I get to bring in guest lecturers who I feel you know could add something of value to my class and I've got a bunch that are already lined up and I'm like the one that I still have yet to line up the one that I want to come in there and talk about, you know, how to build and and maintain high-performing teams yep. is Coach Prime. Yeah. Because that guy can recruit and he can build a culture around performance excellence like yep. none other. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I, I think that CU Boulder, despite, you know, the, the recent history, is going to become a pretty meaningful 
football team again in the very near future because he can build and lead teams yep. really well. Which is exciting. It is exciting. This town needs it too. I totally agree. They have been just hard to watch for I, a, a long time. I went to one of the football games this past and season. It's terrible. I, you know, I'm, fa- I'm faculty now, so I get like cheap. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is like watching a high school football team. Right. This is not good. You know. Yeah. Especially when you're accustomed to Ohio State. Like mm-hmm. for as long as I've been an Ohio State fan. Yeah. That has been like watching an NFL team, mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah. And this was like high school football. <laughs> I'm like this isn't fun. Let's get out of so here. So bad. You know. But I think that Coach Prime is going to bring. He's yeah. Gonna bring the thunder. Yeah, yeah. And he is hard to find. Actually, okay. because I haven't been able to I've slid into his DMs. Okay. You know, he hasn't responded. That's I'm probably like, a great way to reach him. You're not hard to find, bro, but, you know, I'm trying to reach you here about guest lecturing. I've heard he's so been Coach out and Prime, about. So, Coach Prime, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, right. I heard he's been out and about, though. <coughs> heard some rumblings. I believe it. Yeah, about believe him it. being out. I think it's great. I think yeah. It's great. It's fun. He's probably got so if, many if nothing like else, trying to get his attention right now. Yeah. You know? If nothing else, he brings excitement and energy to totally. a town with not much of it in the football respect. And some pretty strong recruits, too. I mean, their, their transfer portal has been blown up. Yeah, his, his first speech to the team was electric. Was it? Did you watch that? Uh, give me the gist of it. He's that. like getting the hop in the portal. Like, if you don't want to be here, you guys have been taking this for granted for so long. Like, you have some of the best facilities. Uh-huh. You haven't respected it, so if you don't want to be here, hop here. in that portal, like, because yep. I'm coming. He kept saying that. I'm That's coming. awesome. I'm coming. That's awesome. Can you <laughs> Ni- send that to me? Yeah. Nitro was like, the next day, she's like, I watched that two times. Really? That was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's what good leaders do is they give people an out. Yep. You know? Like, I, I was telling somebody recently, I was telling Tosh this. Yeah. Tosh and, and, you know, the rest of the Big Fish board were going to be hiring, mm-hmm. you know, for some positions. Yep. Soon. And, like. Dude, we gotta write these job descriptions to scare people off. Hmm. You know, um, you gotta you gotta write these job descriptions to make it sound like, oh my god, like I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to work my ass off mm-hmm. and get paid far less than what I'm worth. Do I really want to do this? Because most people are not gonna really want to work that hard. Most people are not gonna want to. So you're gonna filter out the people exactly. you don't want. Yep. Filter out the riffraff <laughs> immediately. Yep. You know, yeah, and yeah. then the you know the oddballs like us that we want this to appeal to is like, oh yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. Like I love. <laughs> The thought of working 24-7 and getting paid shit yeah, yeah. because I get to be a part of something meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not the general population. Mm-hmm. That's very few people. Yeah, yeah. Those are the people you want on your team. For sure. All right, let's mix it up. I said we're going to start one way. Let's, let's start go. this All way. Right. Let's talk about your class. What made you, how'd you get into that and what made you decide yeah. to Good question. hop in um, and teach? When I was still living in Columbus and after I had launched O2, I would occasionally be invited um, to uh, to the university to like do some guest lecturing, and that was always super cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes my stories landed, sometimes they didn't. Mm. Depended on the audience. I learned <laughs> that I like talking to undergrads more than grad students because grad students think they know everything. Uh, okay. a little bit more open-minded. It seemed like, um, at least in the business school. But uh, but I always I, I always enjoyed that. And you know, the thing that I like most about my job today as CEO of O2 is that I'm nothing more than a coach. That's, that's the highest and best value of my time. And I think that's a really important function. You know, and I think that I've gotten good at it hmm. over the years. Yeah. And teaching, as you know, as a coach yourself, hmm. is, is nothing more than just being a coach. You yeah. know, at least that's how I look at it. So when I would guest lecture, I'd find myself sharing these anecdotes that I thought, well, maybe this could be helpful to some people 
you know, who are thinking about this, or maybe this is a good life lesson that they could carry. So it's just coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I missed that. The last taste of that I had w- was when I was actually coaching CrossFit, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, so I got turned on to that again outside of my formal job at O2, um, at OSU. And then, so when I moved out here, I, uh, I knew a few people who were kind of in that scene at CU Boulder. So I reached out to them like, Hey, you know, if there's ever an opportunity, if you want some guest lecture or whatever, you know, I'd be happy to do it. Um, and they, they took me up on it immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. They'll let anyone in front of these kids. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I was like, okay. Um, and so I started to, to do some guest lecturing and then I was invited to, you know, be a, a regular judge on, you know, a small panel of, of other entrepreneurs and VCs um, for some MBA students. And then that turned into the same thing for some undergrad students. And then I was, I was invited to be what they call a coach uh, mm. last semester. And, um, and this is all in the same entrepreneurship program that's, that's run by a guy named Eric Mueller, who's just awesome. He's a great, great human being, very successful entrepreneur, very successful um, university leader. And I say that knowing that he's also a Michigan grad. So Oof. you can imagine the quality of this guy yeah, right? to say this, <laughs> That's a big even statement. though he's a Michigan grad. Yeah. Um, so Eric invited me to, to start uh, coaching last semester, one of the entrepreneurship classes. Um, and really, co- coach is just another name for an assistant teacher. Okay. Um, and so I, I started to do that, and it was one night a week. And, you know, I, I didn't have the burden of leading the classes. I wasn't doing most of the lecturing. I was doing a good amount of the grading, but, you know, maybe 20% of the lecturing versus 80%. The course materials weren't on me. The administrative stuff wasn't on me. It was great. Um, and, and I did that. And I think I did it successfully uh, because I was invited back. Yeah. And I was invited back in a more formal capacity uh-huh. as, uh, as an adjunct professor to now lead this class. And so now I have my own coach and... You know, we're, uh, we're one week into class right now, but so far so good. And it's something that I just selfishly really, really like yeah. because these kids are at the perfect age. They're all seniors, um, you know, and, and they're over the course of the semester, they're going to be broken out into teams of five and they'll work on building a business plan for an idea that they came, that they came up with. Um, and I know that I can, I can add value mm-hmm. to that process. You know, I've done this before mm-hmm. now. I've done all the stuff in entrepreneurship for the most part. And so there's a lot of stuff that I feel I can, you mm-hmm. know, teach and teach effectively or coach effectively, I should say. And then I get to sprinkle in, you know, some yeah. life lessons, uh-huh. right? Like <laughs> yep. on Monday, um, I'm starting out the class with a quote from Tosh. Okay. Hard people do hard shit. Or I've softened it for the university setting. Hard people do hard <laughs> things. Um <laughs> And I'm just going to ad lib about what that means to me and yeah. how, how, what that's translated into for Tosh and my experience with Diesel Day and, mm-hmm. you know, how I think that fundamentally, you know, that's that's the key to success is, mm-hmm. you know, successful people do the stuff that unsuccessful people don't really want to do, mm-hmm. despite not wanting to do it themselves. They yep. still do it, mm-hmm. you know, um, and these yep. are life lessons that I feel like t- took me a whole long time to, to yep. figure out myself. But now that I know them, I can hopefully impart yeah. them, um, you know, upon some, some, yeah. some receiving students, yeah. so to speak. So you're pouring in, pouring into these kids. What are you getting out of it? <clears throat> I think that's the, that's the thing is it just feels good to help other people, mm. you know? Um, and I don't know if that's a stage of life thing or a individual thing, 
I, I think that we're hardwired as human beings that you know, have lived in these tribal societies for our entire existence to just get some pleasure out of helping other people because everybody needs help. Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's why it feels good to be on you know, the receiving side of, hey, I need some advice. Or that's why it feels good to be able to say, you know what, let me, let me save you five years of struggle here and just tell you what, what you need to know right now hmm. in this situation. Um, I think we're just hardwired to want to help other people. And at the end of the day, I'm just doing this totally selfishly mm -hmm. because it feels good to me to help yeah, other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a great reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't need much more than that. Um, all right, let's go back to where we cut off last time when we ran out of recording yeah. space, oh, which yeah. was are embarrassing. You, are we good here? We're good. It's, it's still going. Right. I, oh, delete, I deleted even more stuff okay. this morning. All right, good. I was like, gotta be, I gotta be yeah. sure, gotta be sure. <laughs> right. can't, can't get fooled again. Um, <laughs> so you were talking about the first time you met Tosh. I think it was at the CrossFit yep. Games. Yep. And you were like in the middle of that story. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so Tosh has become now one of my best friends. And I, I cherish that guy. He's like mm -hmm. one of just a handful of people that I, I look up to and admire. Um, and I met him completely randomly. We were all at the CrossFit Games 2018. He was, he was red-shirting it. He was wearing his seminar staff. Yep. I'm sure Nicole put him up to it, you know. And he was he was working the <laughs> seminar booth, and uh, and the and we had an O2 booth that was maybe I don't know 50 feet away from each other. So every morning, he would come by and get a bunch of O2 for the seminar team and himself. And he'd always bring the he'd bring the thunder. He'd yep. bring the joy. You know, he'd come over with a big stupid smile on his face, yep. and he would just give the best high fives to everybody. Yeah. If you've ever gotten a high five from Tosh, it's like the crispest <laughs> high five, man. It's like, ooh, that felt good. You know yeah. those high fives? Every yeah. time, his delivery is impeccable. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this guy's great. You know, he's 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 starting every morning off for us with a smile. Yep. And that feels good. You know. And so, I, I knew that I recognized his name. I didn't know why. Um, and at the games, you know, if you're working it, it's you're working it like the entire time. You don't have a ton of time to think and ponder. You just, you're, you're executing the yep. entire time. So I didn't really think about it until after the games were over. And then the evening that the games concluded, I'm like, I gotta, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a little Google search on this guy. And so I find his Instagram profile and I'd already been following him. And I think I was following him because Bill Henniger had interacted with his account at one point. Okay. I knew Bill and I was following Bill. And so I, I saw Tosh as like an old school CrossFitter. And actually, if memory serves, the exact moment that Tosh was put on my radar was when Bill commented on a, on a post that Tosh made about how, uh, you've probably heard this story, so help me get it right, how when Tosh was in the military, he was leading a, a, uh, you know, a, a giant, I don't know what the right term for it is, a, a giant group of soldiers, oh. platoon maybe. Okay. Um, and I get that wrong too, so were, let's okay. let you say it instead. Yeah, I feel ashamed. <laughs> um, and uh, and um, he was responsible for I don't know hundreds of guys on this on this warship, and he was the you know he he was the major and he was the leader, and he I guess challenged everybody to a one minute. Boxing. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard this. You know the story. <laughs> yeah. And if if you've ever done any sort of hand-to-hand -hand combat or boxing or whatever, the thought of a one-minute match with 
new people consecutively for hundreds of minutes in a row is unfucking believable, right? Like if if you and I got in a ring and put on some gloves for one minute, I promise you we would both be exhausted after. Yeah, promise. Sure. It's only a minute. Yeah, yeah. But you know everything's adrenaline and you know it's 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 physically exhausting. <laughs> the fact that Tosh did this and did this successfully for hundreds of minutes in a row is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And so that's when I first started following Tasha. Like, um, and then after the CrossFit Games, I made that connection. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah. He seems awesome. Yeah. You know? And then I came across his Wikipedia page. Guy's got his own Wikipedia yeah. page. And he'd hate me saying you know, this term, but like, oh, he's also a war hero. Yeah. Like this man is a fucking hero. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. That's who I've been high-fiving all week. Yeah. I got to get to know this guy. Yeah. You know? And so we developed uh, like an Instagram friendship, you know, over the years. And then we'd see each other at more events and we developed an actual friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember before I moved out to Boulder, I'm like, hey, man, you know, let's, uh, I'm, I'm moving out here. Can I get some advice on where to live? You know, and he's kind of walking me through the area a little bit. And that was also when I was first introduced to the insane Boulder home prices. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> right. Well, oh, oh, boy. Not in Ohio anymore. Yeah, not in Ohio anymore. That's right. <laughs> um, but since I've been out here, you know, we, we see each other fairly regularly. We're going to hang out with him tonight. Yeah, let's go. And, I. Um, and he's, he's just an incredible human being on, on all kinds of levels. Yeah. So fast forward, you did Diesel Day, <coughs> what was that, September, October? Yes. I, well, did, I did it out of obligation. August? Uh, what was, it was first yeah. week, first weekend of October 2022. Okay. Um, so Tosh and I became friends. I moved out here in 2021. Shortly before I moved out here, he asked me to join the board of directors of the Big Fish Foundation. And the Big Fish Foundation is a wonderful organization that Tosh created. And, uh, <clears throat> and our entire purpose is to help veterans acclimate to life outside the military in a way that alleviates you know, the, the, you know, the feelings of PTSD and some of the negative effects of transitioning. Um, and, and also in a way that strengthens meaningful relationships with, with people that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do this and in many ways, but it's very focused on events. And one of the events that we would do this through is, um, is a, a variation of diesel day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's our biggest fundraiser of the year. We get you know, an a individual a veteran from all branches of the military, pair them up with a professional CrossFit athlete. and Think about the fundraiser. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, and they do this for this, this workout for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't it 30 last year? Just, maybe it was 30. Yeah, it was year. 30. Um, so they know. do it for a long time. By black dot after yeah, 24. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've done it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you did it last year. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking dominated. No, no it's uh, yeah. Beat the shit out of Carrie. Beat Pierce. the shit out. No, Carrie dominated. Carrie did very well. She did very well. Dan Bailey did very poorly. Did he? He. I beat him. No. Oh, yeah, easy. Get out of here. Yeah, that was easy. What happened? He's just not that good. Oh, man. <laughs> he could crush you with his bicep, though. That's yeah, but, sure. yeah, I guess he's fast, too. I was going to say he has to catch me first. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he used to be a sprinter, so. Give, give you a 60-second head start. Yeah. Dude. Um, so I joined the board of Big Fish Foundation in 2020, and Tosh asked me to fill in uh, the role to become the executive director yep. of the Big Fish Foundation in 2021. And, and so I, I did, and I have, and I'm, I still am. 
And and when I do stuff like that, I take it pretty seriously. Like that's yep. a that's a meaningful commitment. Yep. Um, and as part of that commitment, I thought, boy, you know, if 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 what we do really revolves around these types of events, I should probably do one myself. Mm. You know? Um, and I, I also knew it was kind of inevitable being yeah. friends with Tosh and moving at out here. At some point, he was going to weigh at you down. At some point, like, I'd have yeah. to get, you know? And so I, I remember initially the tiny voice in my head is, well, you don't have to do it. And then, you know, successful people do the stuff that unsuccessful people don't want to do, even when mm -hmm. they don't want to do it. I'm like, fuck yep. that, I do have to do it. I have to do it for myself, and I have to do it, you know, as a, as a custodian or as a board member. Um, of the Big Fish Foundation. Mm -hmm. This is just something I should do, especially because I don't want to do it. Wait, real quick. You had your board meeting right before the fundraiser last year. We did. How was that? It was great. You remember? It was great. Remember? You guys were all inside yeah. and we were playing dice outside. Of course. And it was super loud. Yeah, of yeah course. It was great. That was so much fun. Um, we, we got a lot of work done despite you miscreants outside playing, playing <laughs> dice. Um, I just remember being like, they're in there having a meeting right now. It was, it was and good. And we're just hooting and, and hollering. Mean, that's, that's the beautiful thing about Big Fish Foundation is you have world-class people mm -hmm. assembled um, because of the cause and because of the leader. Mm -hmm. You know, I am not the leader of that organization. I'm the executive director. Tosh is the leader. Yep. And you can imagine the type of people that that, that caliber of leader can attract. You've yeah. got some good people on that board. Yeah, And so the sure. fact that I get to sort of steer the board, not the organization, but the board, is really an honor. And it's easy to do a very good job of planning, you know, a 10-year vision and a three-year strategy and a one-year tactical plan. It's, that's easy to do when you have those types of people mm -hmm. already assembled. And fun? It is fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun because you know you're making a difference. Yeah. And, and that's another thing that I feel like I've gotten good at is leading good, committed people to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, doing things that you're good at just feels good too. Mm -hmm. like anytime, you know your meathead ass is squatting at the gym, mm -hmm. you probably feel good about that, right? Were you um, talking about me specifically or somebody else? Yeah. Oh. No, you specifically. <laughs> you know? Whereas if it's a workout with, I don't know, the handstand push-ups and pull-ups, you're probably like, yeah, I don't want to do this. No, I like, I like handstand push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably I get really your point. like the stuff that you're exceptional at. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I anybody who says they're not is lying. Yeah, totally. And that's, nobody likes to work their weaknesses. We always like to do the stuff that we're good yep. at, you know? Um, and I think that that's, I'm fortunate to be able to do the stuff that I'm good at in my position at, at Big Fish. Yeah. That's awesome. What more could you ask for? Not a lot. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not doing Diesel Day 2. I, I could ask for You're that. doing that this year, right? Fuck no. No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I said I was going to do Diesel Day. I didn't say I was going to complete the series. You should do it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the resistance Great. that I have. When I did Diesel Day, it really was, it was like a life-changing event. Okay. Um, and for me, you know, a lot of what, I've, I've followed Tosh for years. I, I wasn't really introduced to any new concept, you know, over the course of that weekend that I that wasn't already familiar with, but I did get to practice it yep. in a live setting. I think that was, that's what's important. Um, and I, I remember going into it thinking, I just want to finish and not finish last. And then Tosh gives his lecture and I remember thinking, you know what? Fuck that. I want to win this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to leave it all out on the, on the floor. Um, and I did, I left it all out on the floor and I won. And that was an experience that took it out of me. 
you know, and it took me about a month to recover physically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, I don't want to do that again. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's not the event itself. I mean, yeah. The event itself is really exhausting. But it's, it's the month after. Yeah. Like, I, my knees were so beat up, man. I yeah. couldn't walk up and down those, those <laughs> tiny steps. In, in it was a, like in four steps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, like I was, you know, I was hobbling down with the handrail. Mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe without you know, wheezing mm-hmm. for about a week. Couldn't work out for two weeks. And went, then the third week that I started working out, I was only doing yoga. Yeah. So I feel like it took it the <laughs> hell out of me. But I wouldn't trade that experience. You know, even though the one month recovery sucked, what I got out of it was so much more meaningful. And were you expecting that going in? That I wasn't. kind of transformation? No, I was not. Um, because again, a lot of the stuff that Tosh shares are concepts that I already subscribe to, mm. you know. But, but what I think I got out of it was being pushed to really execute, not just know those concepts, but to execute the hell out of them over the course of a 24-hour workout. Mm-hmm. And that was the value. And Tosh is really, really good at pushing people. Mm-hmm. And he pushed me. And he pushes everybody. Yep. And that's where you know, I was surprised pleasantly. Um, physically negatively, but, you know, intellectually pleasantly mm-hmm. um, by what I got out of it because you can't, it's like the difference between reading a book on something and then, you know, if I read a business book, okay, like, you know, if I'm naive, I think, all right, now I know how to run a business. No, you don't, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know how to run a business by mm-hmm. running a business, yeah. right? Um, it was a similar sort of experience in that it brought new meaning to a lot of the you know, the mental tactics that I was already aware of, many of which I'd employed before at work, but not many of which I'd employed in a physical setting like a 24-hour workout. This is my first, Mm -hmm. you know, I do CrossFit and yoga. And, you know, you're talking an hour tops, Mm -hmm. right? Um, This was 24 of them. Yep. And that's different. Yeah. And you see what you're made of pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And it was great to see what I was made of. Yeah. It's cool to, like, peel back the layers and really (laughs) actually see what you're made of. And Totally. You know, because you could go in there thinking one thing about yourself. Like, totally, oh, totally, I can do this. Totally, I can totally do this. Totally. And then once you get into it, totally realize all these things and you I, didn't know. I found that I, you know, growing up um, with low self-esteem and that being something that I've, I've really wrestled with the in, my entire adult life as well, um, I, I again found that I'm made of more than I thought in that mm. setting. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and the physical is so tactical. Yep. Touch it, see it, smell it, feel it, right? Like I know I I know I got a lot. You know, I know I'm made of a lot when it comes to, you know, the, the business realm, um, running a business, doing hard things outside of the physical. But this underscored to me. Oh, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty good there too. And I'm mm-hmm. not like I'm not great. You know. Yep far from anything similar yep. but i'm certainly not bad mm-hmm. and and when i'm when i push myself and i get a push from a good coach like tosh mm-hmm. i can do some pretty cool things yeah and that feels good knowing mm-hmm. you know and and even though i'd completed things in the past like you know i've got a black belt in krav maga that was really fucking tough mm-hmm. that was you know several years of misery and physical exhaustion even though i've done stuff like that the marriage between the experience and the tactics of Diesel Day mm-hmm. is, is pr- profound, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah. The first night he shares some tactics with you, mm-hmm. and then he gives you 24 hours to practice them. Yep. And the how ingrained they become in you because of that 24 hours of practice is so valuable. Because mm-hmm. then you start, you leave there and you start applying it to other things. That's but right. I think the physicals, it's the best way to, to right away, like apply it and practice it. Well, I think it hardwires it into you. Because you, it, it's it, so tactical. Yeah. Right. It, you touch it, feel it, smell it, uh-huh. feel it. And it just—it's inevitable. It's going to put you in a tough situation. That's right. That's you know, exactly right. Like, no matter who you are, no matter who you are, Dan Valley levels or of it, fucking Connor, me, yeah. you know, yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. you're going to get to that point yeah. where you don't mm-hmm. want to be there anymore. Yep. And and then you see what you're made of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it happens different for everybody, right? Like like uh, Barista's Mayfield's going to be different totally. than somebody totally. else, but it's like she's going to hit her point. You still learn the same right. things, and like people are super impressed with Barista. Like, yeah, Barista's a great athlete, but and her mental game is unfucking yeah, terrible. Yeah, you know That's she's gonna I'm do her thing, but it's it's cool because like people get lost in like that kind of stuff, like the top of the top. Yeah. But it's cool to see everyone, especially people who are nervous to be there because they're not in great oh, physical totally, shape, totally. still hit that line totally. and then push past it. Totally. It's the same exact thing. It's just a little bit different level. What did James Hobart say recently? Or he was quoted. I don't listen to recently. him. Recently, don't, don't listen to the guy. But if we did, <laughs> if we did. Um, <laughs> He uh, said he was quoted in Morning Chalk Up recently, like, CrossFit never gets easier, you just get Yeah, better, yeah, I did right? see that. It's that same concept. Yeah. You know, he, he's been saying this for years, but yep. he's totally right. Like, Diesel totally. Day is going to be fucking hard yep. for anybody. It's going to be hard for Kerry Pierce. It's going to be hard for Dan Bailey. It's going to be hard for Brian Chantosh. It's going to be hard mm-hmm. for me. It's going to be hard for you. Where that kicks in is going to be different. How it kicks in mm-hmm. is going to be the same. Yep. You know, I, yeah. I really started to feel it. Uh, what was that? You say like two to four or something or was 14 hours that? in 14 yeah. hours in? Yep. Two yeah. to four and, and six to eight were the toughest two to four is the mm-hmm. time period. It's it's almost like he has the perfect setting to do it too. <laughs> Two to four a.m. Um, just to clarify. Yeah, at his uh, house because <coughs> there's a certain part of like the event where it's dark. Mm-hmm. You're by yourself, yeah, right? Not with not very close to anybody else, That's right. and you have a lot of time to to just analyze and you can choose which think. which voice in your head to listen to. Yep. You know, you could listen to the tiny little voice that wants to take the easy way out, or mm-hmm. you can listen to the stronger writer voice which mm-hmm. is you got this keep going yeah you know and it's great practice because again when you're practicing that in such a tactically physical environment how can you not practice that and and pull on that when you're in a less physical environment how can you not apply it to your personal life how can you mm-hmm. not apply it to your professional life you know even though these are things that these concepts are, are nothing new it's you know his concepts are just rooted in stoicism and buddhism Mm -hmm. and you know all the other isms that have been around for Mm -hmm. thousands of years his ability to instill them summarize them and and ingrain them in you Mm -hmm. this event is what's novel and so powerful Mm -hmm. and so i've found myself very familiar with these concepts you know over the last 10 15 years but now you know outside of the physical and sometimes at the gym i'll pull on them but when I'm in a tough spot personally, when I'm in a tough spot with my job, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I'm okay. I got mm-hmm. this. I'm fortunate to still be, still be here. I'm fortunate mm-hmm. to be able to say that I'm fortunate, mm-hmm. you know, keep, keep chugging along. 
Yeah. What can I do about this? Like, I don't want to spoil all this lecture material, but you know, it it, it has new meaning once you've mm-hmm. employed it in a physical setting for 24 hours. Yeah, and it in, becomes a lot easier to pull into your life. Life. That. Yeah, and to your point, like, <coughs> not to take anything away from Tosh at all, but it's usually like some of the greatest ideas and things that happen aren't reinventing the wheel. No, totally. It just takes totally. the right person, the right idea, the right totally. environment, and there you go. Like, he'll Tosh, he'll tell you that. He will tell you that. And I, and, and I think that, again, the magic of Diesel Day is in the setting. Yeah. You know, it's in, the, it's in the ability to take what you've learned or perhaps what you've already known and then just drill it for 24 hours. That sticks with you. Mm-hmm. And that was what makes it totally worth it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So you did Diesel Day too. Yeah, we I we tested it. You tested it. Yeah, we got the idea, and then we got a group of people and mm-hmm. did it together. So, so did you find that there was additional value to Diesel Day Two after you did Diesel Day One, or were you basically just doing a refresher hmm. of the stuff that you learned in Diesel Day One? I didn't think nearly as much about it during Diesel Day Two. <coughs> like I got a lot out of Diesel Day One, mm-hmm. like a lot of enlightening moments and it ended up being the reason why i moved here <laughs> and i beat you by what a lot i did really bad that i did really bad on diesel yeah, day yeah. one well or i did really good on diesel yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you I did you did do really well you did pretty poorly too <laughs> yeah we, we had a weird weird way of going about it is that right yeah How so? can't get into too much of the detail about going into the event yeah. but we weren't we weren't let's just say we weren't doing what was gonna what the whole event was uh-huh and did we you just say one or two? One. One, when you did it. Like, we time. weren't, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, we weren't doing that, what gets you the most points. Oh, really? That much, for some reason. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's the whole. That's the whole game. That's the whole game. Yeah. Oh, well, then you did pretty well, actually, if well, you didn't have that arrow in your quiver. Well, we did. Like, like now that we've I've been there helping out with so many of them, like, yeah, yeah no shit, this is yeah, how right, you. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, All right, well, I'll, I'll stop giving you as much shit. I still um, beat you by 20 Yeah, yeah, points. I know. But. You didn't have a major money yeah. maker. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, Interesting. But yeah, Diesel Day 2 was, I mean, definitely like applied a lot of what I learned mm-hmm. during it, but I was more doing it for fun. And yeah, right. Because you knew you could do it. Yeah. You weren't, you know, as probably as trepidatious about it. Yeah. You knew what the light. I was thinking more about beating Tosh during it. Like <laughs> did was, you? You did, right? Yeah. yeah he, he didn't have a great performance. He'll <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> he'll, he'll be the first person to say that. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. I don't know what was up with him. People have bad days, man. Yeah, um, but it was but fun. Still finished, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's, he it's, it was thirty-two hours. Like all you have to do is wait around That's for thirty-two for hours. To, yeah, he just rode yeah. across the ocean for yeah, thirty-five yeah. days. <laughs> right. So it's thirty-two hours. It's fun. It's a totally different ball game. Like just building on what you did in the first mm-hmm. one. Like tasks are different. There's a lot more variables and things going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Diesel Day One. You go in knowing mm-hmm. what you're going to be doing. Right. But like Diesel Day 2, there's a lot more things involved. Fun surprises. Yeah, fun surprises. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, but you should do it. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, one day. I mean, it doesn't have to be tomorrow. Right. right. <laughs> or today. <laughs> Start this evening. Um, so you left there. How would you feel after? Like you know, you, you Physically went, or mentally? Mentally. Like you, you got what you oh, came, yeah. I was really, I was really proud of myself. Yeah. Um, and that, that takes a lot for me mm-hmm. to be proud of myself on something. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's another thing I'm not very been practicing. I've been practicing. getting better over the years, yeah. celebrating small wins for both me and my team. But I left that thinking, hell yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I I could I could have maybe pushed two or three percent harder. Okay. But ninety eight out of a hundred, it's pretty pretty, it's pretty good. good, you know. And and looking back, I think that where I didn't push, it's not because I didn't want to, it's because I physically wasn't capable, <laughs> you know? Gotcha. I, I think I, on the, on, on one of the challenges, I could have done a little bit better had my knees been functional. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. for, for what it was, I, I feel that I, I pushed almost at 100% for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of that. Yeah, you know, for sure. It's easy to push at 100% for five minutes, but it's pretty tough to push at 100% right. for 24 hours. Yep. Um, so I, f- I felt very proud of that. And, um, you know, I was also, I was also really, I felt privileged to, you know, have been doing it alongside the people that I did and alongside the volunteers that I did too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, shared suffering is a great way to bond with people. Um, and there have been entire businesses built off that concept, like my buddy Joe DeSena from mm-hmm. Spartan Race. Yep. You know, he was on Wall Street making a killing, and he found that his clients liked to do some of the crazy workouts that he was doing. So mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? I'm going to build a business off this off concept this, yeah. of shared suffering. Uh-huh. And he has. He's built yeah. a $100 million business off that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that insight is powerful because when you are in the trenches with somebody and suffer alongside them, you're never for, you never forget them, mm-hmm. you know? And I've got lifelong friends now that I didn't have before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and and I feel a bond with them, and I feel a, a stronger bond with Tosh, stronger bond with you. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who are supporting us through that 24-hour, yeah. you know, misery. Um, that's powerful. You know. Yeah. So of all the stuff that you could do on a weekend, that's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. You know, and it's, it's like, fun too. It is fun. We have fun. We do have fun. I, I will say that it is fun. It's as fun as it possibly could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something to be said, like, it goes back to, like, team sports or, like, the military is a great example of, like, yeah, when you do hard things That's with right. people. That's right. You get closer. It's because we're, ma- we're also wired for that. We're mm-hmm. wired for work. Yep. You know, of course you get work closer. Work in community. You're rewarded for working hard mm-hmm. in your tribe. Yep. You know? Yeah, it yeah. feels good. Yep. Just like it feels good to help people. It feels good to work hard alongside other people. Mm-hmm. We're just hardwired for that. Yeah. Problem is we don't, you know, today and in the past hundred years, that environment isn't as easy to come across as right. it was for thousands of years prior mm-hmm. in the history of human existence. Now we have to create it. Now we have to create it. Versus it being everyday and life. it's a choice, you know? And like, it's a choice that is very easy not mm-hmm. to make. Yeah. You know, most people are not going to sign up for a 24 hour workout. Most people are not going to walk into a CrossFit gym. Most yep. people are not going to regularly work out mm-hmm. because yeah, it's, it's difficult, mm-hmm. but it's such, it's so unfortunate that most people not experience the rewards physically, mentally, emotionally that come as a result of suffering alongside other people. Yep. Yeah. And it's cool. Cause it's like, what do you sit back years from now and think about like with people you're close with? Like, it's usually not like, it, of course it's the good times, like the fun times, mm-hmm. but the things that usually stick out are like, remember when we did this, right. 
Remember when we right. did this really hard thing, right. and exactly. at the time we hated it. That batshit crazy thing. But we're like, yeah. remember, like that was some good times. Totally, totally. Which is totally. always cool. It's not. Remember that meeting that we had, you know, and that strategy that we devised, <laughs> you know. Yep. It's like, oh man, remember that experience? Yeah. That's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the good stuff. But you have to seek it out, mm-hmm. and you have to have the ability to ignore the tiny voice. That says, "Don't do this. It's going to be hard." Yep. And to instead overrule it mm-hmm. with, you know, the stronger writer voice that's sometimes harder to find. Mm-hmm. And what for you? What is like the? How do you put that to the test every day? Like what? Are, like what are hard things? Like is it waking up at a certain time? Is it like staying disciplined and working out things in business? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all the above. Um, I. I went through a period of time in my mid-30s where I felt I really had to work very hard to sharpen that discipline muscle, mm. you know, and I did, and I did it, and I, I, I did it through things like, you know, 100 burpees every morning for a year, or um, max effort pull-ups, or max effort push-ups for another year, mm. or you know, diet challenges like the whole 30 every few months. Um, and it worked. It worked. I, I have a strong discipline muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm kind of like just sort of maintaining it yep. versus, you know, building on it because it, I, I'm happy with where it's at. Um, so like, I don't feel the drive to do Diesel Day 2 that I would <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah. I don't feel the drive to do fucking 100 burpees every morning like I would a few yeah. years ago. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You know? But I still I get up at, at you know, 5 each morning. Um, I, I have a very um, you know, disciplined routine where I'll read for 30 minutes. I'll meditate for 10. I'll journal for 15. I'll take the dog for a walk for 20. And then I'll just sit there in silence and boredom for 40 minutes and just think, Hmm. you know, um, that's awesome. And, and that's each, that's each morning or most mornings. Um, so I, I feel like that keeps it intact. Um, I'm, I'm very, no matter what's going on at work or in my personal life, if it's Monday at five o'clock, I'm going to be at roots, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, if it's Tuesday at five 15, I'm going to be at core power. If it's Wednesday at five o'clock, I'm going to be at roots, you know, so, so I'm, It's just on autopilot now. It doesn't yeah. take any mm-hmm. any mental discipline for that now because it's just thoughtless. Mm-hmm. But getting it to a point where it became thoughtless required a lot of thought. Yeah, it required a lot of 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 honing and sharpening mm-hmm. that muscle. So you know, I, as it long is, as I keep it sharp now, I feel like yeah, I it is a muscle. Like it's something totally, you have totally, to continuously totally. be sharpening. That's right. Or else you'll lose it. That's right. Like it's not something you're like oh. I have this discipline now. That's right. it's, it's it. I'm, That's right. It's over. That's right. I, I got it. That's exactly Mission right. accomplished. And I think, you know, going, going back to the conversation we just had around the difference between knowing something and practicing it, um, I think all this comes down to getting your reps in. Yep. You know, and, and you're going you're gonna to get them in whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to encounter situations where you don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. But it's up to you on how to, how, to, how to handle those situations. You know, are you going to piss and moan the whole time and not learn anything? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to use it as an opportunity to practice? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I found, particularly the last couple of years, I've had a lot of opportunities to practice. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things that's gotten me through the, the difficulties 
of the past couple years, personally and professionally, is is the mindset of this is good practice, mm-hmm. and I fundamentally believe that. Yep. You know, and I can sit here across the table from you today and look you squarely in the eye and say I'm I'm pretty ready for anything. Yep. You know, I've seen a lot, mm-hmm. and at this point, I feel pretty good about my ability to manage through a lot, mm-hmm. personally and professionally. Yeah, yeah. And and there's a sense of confidence that comes with that, mm-hmm. and it's akin to you know, the confidence that comes from completing a 24-hour workout and leaving Mm -hmm. it all on the floor. It's akin to the confidence that comes from, you know, getting your black belt in martial arts and feeling pretty good about any situation you might find yourself in, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And that's that's invaluable, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah. But you have to to want it. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you know, you have to take, I think, the, the more, not necessarily the harder route, but the more disciplined route, the more mm-hmm. thoughtful route. Otherwise, you're just wasting opportunities. Yeah. There you go. Looks like, looks like my power's back. There on. you go. <laughs> How about that? That's nice. All right, last thing. Now that you've done it, Diesel Day, like how do you <coughs> present it to people, friends, or like people you th- like want to do it, or like people that you know? Like how, how would you describe the whole thing to people? I hadn't realized this was a, an advertisement for Diesel Day. Yeah, it basically <laughs> became one. So whatever Tasha's paying you, you know, yeah. you know that. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I told you before we started that I'm having two of my team members, I'm not making them, but I gave them the opportunity mm-hmm. um, to do this. They're both veterans yeah. and uh, you know, they're both very growth mindset oriented. I gave my whole team the opportunity mm-hmm. to do it. And these two took me up on it. Yeah. Um, so one of them's coming out in April and the other's Keep coming, kicking out, me. coming out in June. And, <laughs> and the way that I described it to them is the way that I would describe it to anyone, which is this is a, a, an opportunity for you to practice a lot of the stuff that we preach in a, in a physical setting that's going to get these principles instilled in you way faster than mm. any other setting. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's also a great use of a weekend to have some fun with people you love, mm-hmm. you know, um, or if you don't love them, like you're going to the end of the weekend, that's right. Exactly. A hundred percent. Um, so I, so I, you know, again, I'm biased. Tasha's a good buddy. Um, diesel day was impactful for me, but you know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like CrossFit. I think everybody should at least try it. You know, give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have the opportunity, I would highly, highly, highly recommend giving Diesel Day a chance. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter you know, how old you are or what shape you're in. You know, in our Diesel Day, we had we had a variety of people, all yep. physical shapes, sizes, ages, and everybody did it, and everybody loved it, and everybody got the same thing out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not one of those things. Kind of like the misconception of CrossFit, you don't have to be in great shape for Diesel Day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be a, you know, a, a, a mental mindset warrior either. Yeah. You just have to <laughs> listen and you have to then put one foot in front of the other for 24 mm. hours. You don't even really have to like working out. No, I don't think so either. It's just like the vehicle you use is the physical one because it's right. so powerful, but that's right. it's about way more than that. That's exactly right. You know? Totally. Totally. So, yeah. Tosh, if you're listening, this is at, at least a three-figure endorsement, if not four. <laughs> so that's a few hundred bucks. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right, Dave, man. Well, that's all I got. Easy day. Thanks for sitting down again. Yeah, my Round pleasure, two. Man. 
It's still recording, so. I'm, oh, look at that. We're good. All right. <laughs> we All don't right, look well, down and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> at least round three can be a choice versus a, yeah, a, uh, a necessity. <laughs> a necessity. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, good, uh, man. Yeah. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the time. Me. My pleasure.